de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hello, hi, bienvenidos. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Colores Radio. This is episode 30, our double quinceanera. As always, we appreciate you all listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is my boy, Rafael Tamayo. <laughs> Hi, Rafa. How are you? <laughs> I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing well, y'all. Emma just spit some gum out. I did. I got excited. I was trying to be ready for the episode and it flew out my mouth under the table. Jesus Christ. I'm doing well, Emma. How are you? I'm good. I feel like it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say something else. You guys, I reached Twitter fame the other day. Um, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. And shout out to all my new followers and hopefully our new listeners. That was an interesting experience for me. Like, how how much longer is security going to be outside while we record? Oh my god, I'm so tired of you. You are my security. <laughs> oh, I was. Yeah. You were. You were. I'm you just... were. Um, but do you mind if I ask you something? I do not. Because now that I have all this new fame, like mm-hmm. I I need help. Okay. Um, I need your feedback. All right. Cool. Yeah. What and I I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy. Okay. Into how we are feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Go, Raffi. Go, Raffi. So, (laughs) this one's been killing me. There's been some good memes out. Your meme moods are never your mood, though. I I have to clarify. It's just your favorite meme. Right? No, it is my mood. Okay, because go ahead, so go ahead. I I find a specific mood. I don't identify with maybe the like subject right, of the meme. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. So my my meme mood. So I'm going to I'm going to explain the meme first. So some brothers out in LA having a barbecue at the park with a with like a grill apparently at what a person thought to be an undesignated area for grilling. And so she calls the cops on them. And so, um, one, she didn't know what she was talking about. She ends up making this big old scene. Cops show up. She forces herself to cry. She's trying to hype herself up over, (coughs) like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, being victimized or whatever. When she had nothing to do with it, you could have just mind your own business and walked away. And then the really dope part to me was how the community came out and like had a barbecue after the right, fact, and it's huge. That. But um, <clears throat> that's my meme mood: the community coming out in large numbers and celebrating like community. Yeah, basically, it's really it's F a funny right. It's a funny meme because her image has been like blasted. Like the first one I saw, they they put her on the lower right corner of like the dr king speech yes that was amazing and then the uh like oh my gosh like way There's too another many one right? of her on the rosa parks bus yes i was um, dead yeah they're very good yeah there's have you seen the one where she's on there and, and she's across from rachel dolez dolezal bruh and she's like hi police 
Oh, never mind. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, so, but yeah. That this is not in the juice, I don't think, but uh if white people could please stop calling the police on people of color uh for not being white in an area that you are because you feel uncomfortable, please. That would be nice. White people, if you could talk to other white people and tell them to stop doing this, that would be ideal because this Just is a fucking joke. Um all right. So my me mood is a little girl who's eating a slice of cheese and she's like very young, but it said oh, the caption. Oh, I said, saw that when you tweeted it. It said, oh God. Because you're a big deal on Twitter.com <laughs> oh now. Oh my God, whatever. When someone gets what they had coming to them and she's eating a slice <laughs> of cheese and she just points at them like, ooh, yeah. that's on you, boo. And so that's my me mood right now. I am this little girl eating the cheese. <laughs> Just doing her life and saying, that's on you. So I that always retweet good. my me moods if you're interested in oh, seeing Oh, cool. I them. saw it. And I think it got retweeted by several other people, too. So Wow. I'm so famous, aren't I? All right. Now we have our me moods. And y'all are not ready for this interview we have today. Ooh. We brought in the one, the only. The Don. 88 Killa. Dope ass rapper. I like. I was just very happy with this, y'all. It's it's fun. We were talking about hip hop. We've been talking about hip. We talk about hip hop all the time, but we uh, finally really get into it. I think in a really good broad spectrum, locally and globally. Yeah, all kinds of things, like from the most minute details to I don't know who the greatest rapper alive is and things like that. So it's wow. really cool. What? Okay. Anyways, we're very excited to have had 88 Kilo with us. And now we can officially jump into El Juguito, the juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and etc. So we like to start with bad news. There's lots of bad news, obvi, because we're in America. Uh, all vain talk ow, my throat hurts. I'm so sorry, y'all. What? <coughs> wow. Okay. Um, I was about to say something else, and that's probably best I didn't. Um, so I'm gonna start with uh, the worst of it, or some of the worst of it. Um, two transgendered women were murdered in Dallas in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know about y'all. I didn't see this last in, week in the news. I hate to I hate to correct, but right. Like last I'm just week. thinking on the way the, when it'll come out. I guess. Oh, <coughs> was my thought process there? No, but I just think it like it. Um, I in was a span talking, of seven days, right? I was talking to Lex Trevino from Artitude, oh, yes, who yes, did yes. the show here, mm. and he was speaking to at large violence against the trans community and how those numbers are exponential right they're huge and they're kept from like this this mass exchange of information that we have as an as a society and like how it's just it's i mean it's beyond sad Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it is um so i don't know when when transgendered murder murders happen i usually think of it still 
as a as a form of masculinity and like people feeling threatened in that because masculinity is so toxic um (coughs) excuse me it's really really toxic it's really really horrible um and if dallas does not uh take a stand for this or make it known then it's going to keep happening um and it will not be that surprising to me but dallas we need to get our shit together if you do not understand the trans community go do your fucking research they don't need to show you they don't need to make you humanize them we should not be treating them different than we do anybody else we need to be protecting them and supporting them and um rest in power to to both these women and the countless others that are constantly being harassed or murdered or attacked throughout the world because this is not a Dallas issue. Um, although it is obviously something we need to work on. Um, I'm, I want to dig into this more deeply, this next topic, but I want to bring in someone who has more experience in the future. Um, because this is a topic that I personally, um, I'm not as well versed on as I wish I was. Um, But to state the simple recent facts, the fact that 58 people and probably more by the time this episode comes out have been killed in the U.S. Embassy protests happening on this border is atrocious. Uh, Throughout college, I always heard free Palestine being thrown in the fact that we in the world have land that's still being taken from people on such a grand scale and like thousands and thousands upon people being murdered and tortured is fucking abysmal um so like i said i i apologize that i am not as well versed in this um but i would rather bring in someone who has more direct uh experience and or knowledge about this because the fact that we're saying free Palestine, like these places are still fucking being colonized and taken and ruled and the U.S. still has every fucking part to do with it is disgusting. And it's not shocking that it's gotten worse under Trump. Um, so, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. <sighs> Exhausting. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the numbers of people dying and and... The fact that the conversation has to be one extreme, you know, in terms of how we as a as a country communicate, uh, doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So there, like I said, lots of hard news this week, um, and that's because we're not covering everything we always wish we could. This person we had recently addressed, interestingly enough, because of an article that he came out with talking about a time he was abused we praised him and i just wanted to bring this up because it somehow wasn't shocking it was definitely disappointing uh recently a few people came out and shared their experiences with juno diaz and how he had sort of harassed them and her and or forced himself upon them so the fucking irony yeah and this man coming out with this big piece around this time almost to try to save his ass was insane um i don't know if he's 
I guess. Uh, I don't know if he, if he said anything after this. I don't know of anything. But man, was the fucking Latino community torn after this. And not in a way that they were confused or anything. Most people I know immediately believe the women. And that's always ideal. <clears throat> but the fact that we were... Like, to me, I was like, I'm not fucking shocked. Yeah. Let's support these women and uplift like their work. I just saw something, like, too. My girl, Pat, was very, like was very big, into him. I was a big supporter of his. Me and Winston both talked about it because he was the reason why I got on his um, writing. And I think it's just kind of like, that was the first time, like, in modern writing that I was like, oh, cool. It's a Latino writer. It's an Afro-Latino writer. I want to support him. And then... Once that shit came out, I automatically was like, nope, that's off. Like, he's signed off. I'm not going to support any of his stuff. And even, like, I was listening to Bag Lady's most recent uh, episode. Shout out to them. Cool podcast. Y'all should check out. But they did a whole thing on how, as Dominican women, they wanted to support him. But then they're like, holy shit. Like, his writing pretty much admitted all the shitty things he's been doing right. to women and all this time. Right, and that's what they said even in the New York Times piece, which, like, if you read more closely, he was talking about how he treated women. Even in his books, he always talked about how he was kind of shitty towards women, too. And I was just like... But we glazed over it because, because I, like, of this literary, like, nobility. I don't know. It's really interesting. It's, it was obviously disappointing because we lack so much representation in the literary world as Latinos, as Afro-Latinos, as whatever, that we grasp on so dearly to whoever we can get. And so when they fuck up, it's like, so shit. What, what I will say is, shouts out to everyone that's been making lists of Dominican writers for you to check out instead. Yeah. And Latina writers and... Um, Queer writers, everybody's been like making lists and uplifting being, like, these other people. Like, we you know what? Support. Yes, this is shitty, but check out these other authors that are also making stories that are uplifting us and like showing representation, aren't making women seem like victims all the time. Um, so you can like, honestly just Google them and get those lists now. And I that's what I'm trying to do too to support them. And shout out to his fucking victims for for raising their voices because to go against a dude like that in the literary world is tough. So power to them. For sure. <coughs> Power to them. All right. So this was a, a fun piece of work. We're kind of getting into some of the better news, I suppose. Um, when did you first see the video? Um, I think the day after it came out. <laughs> what? You look sad. Um, I'm sad. Same. How do you feel? What were your initial thoughts? I like the song. Okay. The video's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, I appreciate the memes. Okay. And I know that's hard for some people to deal with. Um. I know Vice put that thing out where they said, please don't make memes of whatever, but it's like, bro, it's the internet. Right. There's no holds barred. Yeah. And I think it speaks to a higher degree of what he was saying with the video. That's true. You know what I mean? And so it's like, <coughs> I mean, I bet if you asked him about the, this is America video and the commentary that he's making on society and how we translate what we see and what's fed to us, um, 
and say, well, how do you feel about the memes? It's like, yeah, it, it's happening. Like it's, it's part of what, what was being said and communicated. Um, I will say that I'm not very happy that uh, some of the, uh, I guess, reinterpretations. Bruh. The white women? <laughs> yes. It's garbage. I, I didn't even watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I was like the first 10 seconds. I was like, yep, garbage. Bye. Gotta go. But I didn't even like the Taylor Swift dub version. Yeah. I mean, as with anything, I feel like uh, when, when you're at that high level in terms of uh, such a powerful statement that you're making, um, of course, you're opening the floodgates. It's internet and, culture. Yeah. And, and, and it's going to happen. But uh, when, you know, when the dust settles... You it it'll still be there, right? So no, for sure. I was definitely very moved by it, and I'm honestly just in amazement of what he's done mm-hmm. and everything he's done recently. And I obviously was talking about Atlanta. I think last episode, maybe, um, not the cocotazo, but the other episode. Oh, the little chicken nugget. <laughs> um, sorry, I have allergies. Are you okay? I'm dying. Yeah, I'm fine. That's what happens when you get Twitter followers. Oh, snap. Yeah, so don't do it. Sorry. Stick to your humble life. Um, hey, you never signed my uh, like my headshot that I had of you. Wow, you're so foolish. Anyways, you didn't sign mine either. You didn't sign my copy of Selena. Okay, um, so anyways. Hurry up, Eva. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Donald Glover. Um, I'm very excited to see how he's... It's been really awesome to see how he's evolved and to follow his career because I've been on him since like the, the beginning and comedy writing and shit. Um, Community? Even prior to that when he was oh. writing for like 30 Rock. 30 Rockefeller Plaza? <laughs> Indeed. Um, that show is meh. But also he's fucking in the Han Solo movie and Atlanta is amazing. I already told y'all, please go watch it. Once you watch that, we can get into it because I really want to get into it, get into it about my boy Donald. But the song itself is fucking great. And it might be some of my favorite, yeah. all his shit. And mm-hmm. I am very happy that he's evolved outside of like talking shit about black women and uh, all the other things. I'll watch it by the next episode, for. I promise. He also sh- talked um openly about star wars not having representation, representation. oh cool yeah. yeah he's like literally one of three black i mean he was still in it though i know he but is. at least but it's still also important when they're in it that they talk about it and say this is not of just enough. cashing that paycheck True. okay selena thank you uh selena what is selena gomez doing oh i'm so tired of you oh we don't let's not talk about selena gomez at the met gala jesus uh. Yeah. Okay, I ain't even talking. Oh, I, I said Thirty Rock was meh, but I, I need to reiterate that it's not meh. It's one of my favorite shows. Okay. Anyways, wow. Um, I just so remembered that. I would just want to remind our Texans that early voting is now open. I have a story I'm gonna tell y'all, but I'm gonna wait on it. Uh, but please go vote because it's people literally fought for this shit, and apparently it's harder for people to vote. They literally don't make it easy for us. Is basically my story. So go vote. Please go vote and do it now. Speaking of voting, Del Rio voted in their very first openly gay mayor. I was very excited about this because all the damn bad news there's been. It always makes me happy when Texas makes some fucking progressive choice. So shout out to... Bruno Ralphie Lozano, who has been elected 
mayor of Del Rio. Apparently, he wears high heels and shit. So he's really showing people a true queen, a true queen, a true legend that you don't have to fit these fucking norms. Just do you, boo. And I, I support. I hope we one day get Bruno Ralphie. This is the real Ralphie in Texas. I'm just kidding. Um, Dang, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, stop! Now I feel sad. Ugh, damn it. Oh my god, don't look down. Okay, but really, shout out to him because that's really dope. Uh, so there's this new little video that came out, sound clip, and apparently, some people are hearing Laurel, and some people are hearing Yanni. <laughs> Pat's very shook right now. <laughs> Why did you bring this up? Because mm. it's very interesting to me. And if it's going to be a trending topic, baby, we got to keep up with the times. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. Okay, so Laurel. you hear it. Laurel. You Laurel. heard it? Laurel. Wait, Laurel. why did you? So when Laurel. we played this in here, he told me he heard Yanni. So you were lying? I do hear Yanni. You just said Laurel. Right, you said it's Laurel or Yanni. So you heard Yanni? I heard Yanni. And I'm saying Laurel. Laurel. But you didn't hear Laurel. Right. It's Well, it's not Laurel. It obviously. is Laurel. It's not Laurel. Pat also heard Yanni. I heard Laurel. Apparently, if you, it's one of those things where if you change the pitch or whatever. So it depends on pitch. your ear damage. Pitch. Do you want to go sit on the bench? <laughs> yes. Anyways, I just thought that was kind of silly. Those things are kind of annoying, but they're also kind of silly. Um, shout out to Spotify for removing R. Kelly and other hateful motherfuckers from their playlists and other major categories, uplifting them. Um, I'm down for that shit. And then finally, by the time this episode comes out, Rafa will have seen the best rapper alive live. <laughs> what? We're going to the on the run tour bench. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> The TDE Championship Tour. The TDE? <laughs> My throat hurts. Cut me some slack. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really excited for you to see Kendrick perform, though. Kendrick. Anna. Anna Kendrick, bitch. Ooh, now that. No, don't. Ladies and gents. What? Would be a show. What, she gonna play the cup song from fucking Pitch Perfect? I would pay to see that. I gotta like take it from the Chastain, because I know you like her, too. Not more than Jessica Chastain, no. She, Let's uh, not, this is not a platform for just white women, so sorry. let me get my hating ass over here. Um, anyways, I'm very excited about the TDE Championship Tour. I'm looking forward to seeing SZA, and I hope you are too. About seeing SZA? SZA! <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm very excited to see SZA, actually. I'm very excited to see Schoolboy Q. You're so rude. Okay, so I doubt any of them, anybody on the Titty E roster is that dope live. Wow, you're trash. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, we're looking forward to that. Um, also, shout out to El Dusty for releasing his album. Um, if you want to hear about Thank the you story, for my who you got. listen. That's I know you're gonna do that. I'm just I'm just congratulating more people. I will tell the story Still of how I was supposed to moderate the conversation with Jessica Salgado at White Detectives another day when we have more time and my throat's not hurting. 
And also, what was the other thing I wanted to say in the juice before? Um, oh, yeah. But my, okay, but my tweet thing was pretty funny. What? It was funny because I was not trying at all in this tweet I made. So it was a, the Met Gala. Oh, where you got famous. Sure. Um, so yeah. The Variety. Variety, the, the company, uh, tweeted something like, we amore, 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 J-Lo's <laughs> dress. you amore. Because you know they're not saying amor. They're yeah. saying amore. Yeah. Um, and I said, y'all need to get, get, get that bilingual social media manager. Didn't take many brain cells. Why did that shit blow the f- up? And I had to turn off my fucking Twitter. My phone, my phone would not load Twitter.com. What's that like? It was horrible. I'm addicted to Twitter. Imagine not being able to get your fix. I had to mute the whole conversation. My phone for a whole day was not acting right. It just was frozen. Poor you. It was horrible. First world problems, batch. (laughs) Honestly, though, it was kind of funny. And the coolest part was that fucking, I started meeting other Arreguins and they were like, oh my God. Like I was their representation. And one dude was like, my family's from Michoacan. So we're DMing to figure out if we're actually fucking related. Nice. And were you? We might be. He's <laughs> bench. We might be bench. We might be. <laughs> we haven't figured it out. Shout out to my new cousin, uh, 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 something Antonio Arreguin. I forgot his first name. I'm so sorry, bro. Um, but yeah, so it's been That's an interesting fucking. Cool. And it was kind of funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. not only did I have one Arreguin, I had like three or four that were like, "Oh my god, how do you say your last name?" I've never met another Arreguin, and I'm like, "Are we all like this? Like, none of yeah. us have met each other, and we barely know how to say our last name." Y'all are so arrogant, though. Wow, that's rude. What? what? <laughs> Anyways, that wraps it up for the juice. Thank you for listening. We are now welcoming to the show a super dope Fort Worth-based creative that we are very excited to have in the studio. 88 Killa is a Fort Worth-based hip-hop lyricist leaving his imprint on the Dallas-Fort Worth music scene. He was once a member of Brain Gang, a late 2000s influential punk rap group that contributed to the elevation of Dallas's music scene. He was formerly known as Killa MC. Now, 88 Killa is on a journey to single-handedly shake up the scene and create his own legacy. His award-winning 2016 EP, 88 BPM, garnered praise from various music industry outlets. 88 Killa wanted to showcase his affection for his city by taking listeners into his mind through his lyricism backed by funk influence production. The release was a second for him under London record label Def Disco before amicably departing ways with the label and returning under his own imprint, 81G Records. 88 Killa's first full-length album is expected to be released in 2018. Known for his charismatic personality, 88 Killa recently received a nomination at the 2017 Dallas Observer Music Awards for Best Rap Hip Hop Act. His lyricism and outgoing stage presence has sparked the interest of many locals, contributing to the enhancement of his fan base and ultimately adding to the many reasons one should partake in 88 Killa's musical conquests. Please welcome to The Colores Radio, 88 Killa. Yeah, <laughs> we have really great sound effects here. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're very excited to have you. Thanks for having me. Um, so we all know, if anybody knows anything about you, is that we know you grew up in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your experience. Uh, let's see, I'm 
son of a military. My dad was in the Air Force, so we bounced around uh-huh. all over the country. Oh, wow. And we settled in Fort Worth, so, like, I claim Fort Worth. That's okay, where I live, like, the longest. Uh-huh. Um, grew up in the suburbs, basically. When we moved to where we're at right now, it was I was probably one of, like, two black kids oh, in wow. the class. Mm-hmm. And then... As time went on, like as more people of color were getting their their, their shit right, yeah. <laughs> like they started moving in, uh-huh. and uh, I hung out with anywhere from white dudes that were real big into jackass. Uh, <laughs> we know that person. Yeah, uh, and then I hung out with a bunch of like Mexicans. Um, they all ended up getting kicked out. Because they were using addresses in our district. Oh, shit. And, of course, like... Drag me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course, yeah. the, the gringos found out and was like, y'all got to go. What part of Fort Worth was this in, if you don't mind this me This was asking. the southwest side of Fort Worth. Okay. Um, off of McCart Avenue. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I would Let's act see. like I know where that is, but... <laughs> I know a little funky town. Yeah, like McCart, Hewlin. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Those from Fort Worth know. Okay. And uh, so I was kicking it with them a lot, uh, going to... Keensays. Hey. <laughs> Yo, I was like Keensay King for a minute. <laughs> Were you in one? Ain't playing. Uh, nah, I didn't uh, like what we would do because uh, we used to like break dance and like dance and stuff. So like some of them were like, they used to wear like the little cadet mm-hmm. uniform oh, joints. Yes. And I was just like, I wasn't rocking with that. (laughs) And I was like, nah, like, I just want to show up and like Uh dance. So we would do that. (laughs) And it just seemed like every weekend there was like a quince. Like, that was the move. This is our 30th episode. So it's technically our double quince right now. So you're involved. So So then, like, once most of them got kicked out and sent to where they were supposed to be going, I started hanging out with like, uh, black people and everybody else uh-huh. so i had like friends and influence from like everybody right and somehow was in the band the whole time but still maintained to be like cool yeah. like like the school band mm-hmm. What'd you like play? uh the clarinet hey. and the bass clarinet okay <laughs> first clarinet chair out here hey. so, <laughs> so. that means something yeah, okay. facts because i never so practiced like outside a band so like right i used to make those fools so mad but <laughs> that is hilarious you're just naturally good you're naturally a musician yeah so when did you first mom. when okay so tell us more about that uh my mom was like she was i mean she grew up in the 70s it was black people like they just loved music mm-hmm. um so and we were real like she's like real religious yeah and so we didn't really get to listen to a lot of secular music for a mm-hmm. long time it was just like gospel and we were in church like all, all the time, time. like I, I joke with her now because i don't go to church as much as i should but i'm like we went to church so much that i have like in the church bank uh-huh. and every <laughs> sunday i just withdraw some of the yeah, old I <laughs> services I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> so like she gets mad but that's it's funny um so grew up only thing we could listen to is like old school r&b mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's like luther vandross the jackson <laughs> five anita baker like Classic. all that stuff yeah and like i mean it was like it jammed you know we uh-huh. didn't really know any better and then when i go back and listen to what was hot at the time we didn't miss nothing like right. <laughs> <laughs> when did you kind of break apart from that do you think from your mom's like oh uh, when i got into like michael jackson and then hanging out with like the white dudes yeah. and playing like Tony Hawk <laughs> yeah. and like 
that was like skateboarding was like the wave. Like I physically remember watching Tony Hawk hit the 900 on TV. Ooh, it was hot in yo, the streets. That's historic. That <laughs> yeah, was historic. Like, so like around that time is when I really started getting into like hip hop with like Rockus Records, mm-hmm. uh, like. That's most deaf. Right, right, sound right. bombing. Yeah, like all that. Because that was like the skateboard soundtrack. And I never skateboarded because I didn't pick it up fast enough. And I got like frustrated. Like, mm-hmm. like man, <laughs> like I want to like do all the stuff on that game. Yes. Like my character on the game was me. <laughs> real good on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, and then like my mom would never like buy me a real legit skateboard. Because she was like, Why I'm paying 150 for that. And yeah. I'm like. So I'd have to get like the Walmart joint, which you got no respect for that. Yeah. So I was like, I can't be out here with that. That's so funny. So I was going to try to BMX. That was going to be my thing. Like, yo, y'all got skateboards. I'm going to get the BMX uh-huh. bike. I couldn't do anything on the Damn. BMX either. <laughs> just, but you tried and that's what matters. All I usually just ended up like having the homie on the pegs and I was just like <laughs> lugging fools around. <laughs> so, that, like, that part is important too. Nah, I couldn't do that today. <laughs> so, so then your path to music was kind of influenced by your mother, you would say then? And then oh, it sure. went into like teenage years with video games and life. Yeah, like I got into actually rapping two stories. I'll make them quick. You don't uh, got to make them quick. All right. That's all right. So, uh, all right. Good. My, like I used to like dance. Like my mm-hmm. life mission and goal in life was like to be the ultimate background dancer. Uh. Like, was that like wow. from a child you wanted to be a dancer? Yeah, uh-huh. like I was like finding about like Mike Jack and just uh, in the hip hop element. Like I love like the funk styles from mm-hmm. like the West Coast. I was and real and big into. To like, be honest, we saw you getting down at the Selena party oh, on yeah, stage. I mean, it's we nothing. Saw you, we saw oh, you. Nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> like I, I love like the electric boogaloo's and all that stuff. And uh, so my mission in the world was like, I'm going to be the ultimate dancer that like uh-huh. fools are just going to like come from far and wide to see me dance. And my sister was being a hater and was like, no one's going to come just see you dance. Like you got to do something. Why you got to like rap or sing. Like <laughs> so I was like, I'll show you like I'll rap and then like pop lock and then like rap some more. <laughs> I need to see more of the pop up. I know. I'm try- I-, I need to incorporate it more. Oh my God. And then, like, what really got me into it was my homie, my best friend at the time, Kyle, like, he was like the white kid who had like all the technology. Right. And then, like, his parents were like typical, like, parents Everybody who, like, knows. we were just in the room and they never checked on us, never did anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we would have, like, Grand Theft Auto, like three, uh-huh. you know, and that was like the crazy the one. Newest, yeah. yeah, and the then best, uh, we had that going. There was like we were illegally downloading music and watching porn and like yes. kicking it, like. <laughs> and so, uh, this dude, I was trying to get this girl, um, this Puerto Rican chick named Michelle Castro. I'm gonna Bruh, say her name because hey, <laughs> yeah, never forget At Michelle her. Castro. Nah, she played me that whole year. Oh, so like, you're listening, girl. She he ain't listen. She ain't gonna listen. So, <laughs> so, uh, so like, I was trying to get her attention the whole time, like, and I got it for a little bit, but then like she snuffed me for some like fool, like who was the fool? This dude named Michael Wheat, and uh, Michael Wheat, like they like hit off this like romance, Ooh. and like I was tight about it, okay. so um, I decided to like diss him, Uh-oh. and like. Some of our other friends were like making songs and dissing me and my mans, and like Kyle couldn't rap, and like I couldn't either. But I was like black, so like it was like, yeah, you got to get after him, dude. So <laughs> like I started doing that, and then it kind of like just kind of took off from there. Like I just really wanted to like talk 
shit. Yeah. And this fools and still don't have Michelle. Uh, so <laughs> we don't need her. Nah, nah, she's trash. So now. then what? So like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so then what? What made you good? Uh. Or how did you learn to become better? Uh, staying after it per se. Uh, cause. Those early years were like super terrible for sure. Like if I go back and listen to some of that stuff and it's like super cringeworthy. Like why were a people like letting me give this to them and listen to it. But I mean, it was cool. And just, I think because I had such an appreciation, like we went to the library, like my mom used to take us to the library. So I was renting every hip hop book they had available at the time. And I needed to know, like, the four elements in what it takes to be an MC and what's uh-huh. a bar. And, uh, uh, uh. Like, I was that dude. Like, yo, you need to know I who Grandmaster Plash. Like and, like, yeah. so, like, because I was always, like, my mom was real big on history. Yeah. And so she's like, you need to know where you came from to know where you're going. So I'm like, yo, if anyone ever, like, tries to press me, like, I don't know about hip hop, I know all the four elements. I know, like, <laughs> I yeah. need to dabble in each and every last one of them. Like, I, I need to be this master. And, like, so I feel like that understanding like the fundamentals of it and it's kind of like anything else you just got to kind of keep doing it and you'll you should get a little better hopefully (laughs) yeah so then that was what like 15 16 that you started yeah well 12 yeah younger the young impressionable age yeah okay Uh, (laughs) yeah i got you and so then who were your biggest hip-hop influences uh, uh, the number one was Cameron and the Diplomats. Uh, hey, um, hey. When I saw them on TV, it was, I think it was, I forgot the video. That makes a lot of sense now, actually. <laughs> now that I've seen you around. Yeah, like, it was a video, I think it was Dipset Anthem. And then at the second half of the video, it's I Really Mean It, where Cam comes out of the Escalade and he yeah. is like, and that, to me, that was like, Oh my God! This is what rappers are supposed to look like. Uh-huh. These are like gods. <laughs> oh my God! And so, like at the time, I'm like, "Yo, I need to get a crew. I need to get like, I need to be fly. Uh-huh. Like, I yeah. need to rap." And then, like, I, I loved like most Def and like Talib Kweli and all of them because like they were like black, like unapologetically mm-hmm. black. And when you're growing up in the burbs, like Conscious. at the time, at that time. Being like the black dude that's not whatever black is mm-hmm. all the time, it was just kind of like refreshing to hear that, like, hey, these dudes are like super intelligent and can wrap circles around like mad fools. Right. And they were putting me on just to a lot of just different things, just the rap styles and cadences. So, like, them two early on for sure, uh, TI, like, there was one summer, like, you couldn't tell me. I wasn't going to be T.I. I actually got to meet him at a like meet and greet, and it was oh, like word. top Where? five moment I of life. I kind of went to one too, Loki. It was at the Irving Mall. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I literally, my cousin had the biggest crush on him, so we we're like, she was like, we're going, girl. And so we were like in the Barnes and Noble because homegirl Pat worked at the Barnes and Noble, <laughs> and she was like, he's gonna walk through. They told us he's gonna uh, walk through the Barnes and Noble to yeah. go to the to the record store. That we had there. an inside man at the yeah. record store that was like, yo, Ti's gonna be here today. Yeah. I told him I was like, he ordered a frappuccino. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> we were standing on the side, and my MySpace like uh fucking status that evening was like. 
T.I. chunk the deuce at me today, you guys. And I was so lit. I was Yo, so happy. I had, a strawberry I had my rhyme book. I had the double XL magazine that he oh was on the cover God. of. And I had the album, like, just in hand that for no so reason. Funny. I was standing in line, like. You're ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get to meet him, though? Like, yeah, you, well, you know, hand? you, like, walk in and he's autographed the CD yeah. and I shook his hand. I was just like, uh, you're amazing. cool, man. Oh. <laughs> and then, like. Caramel. Uh, I was making Don't a dip get it joke. <laughs> and we uh we went to the um the show. It was like him and Sierra were headlining. Yeah, it was see like that, that was like too much for us. We were cheap, so we Oh no, nah, it was it was not a it's nothing too cheap for TI that year. <laughs> you were in middle school. I was in fifth grade. Okay. Oh damn. <laughs> I ain't trying to age uh, <laughs> me. But I was very young, so like it's not like mom was gonna let me roll nah, out. Oh yeah, to the we went show. to that and like that next day after the concert, I didn't have any voice. Like, I was like, it was as I performed myself. Like, wow. yeah. You couldn't tell me. Like, I wasn't on stage. You're like, like rock you like, I mean, she was cool, but I was really waiting on, like, big shit popping to drop. And, like, wow. I fucking lost it, man. Like, yeah. I was so sore the next day. And my mom was like, you act like you went and performed. And I was, was like, that I was, like your biggest starstruck moment? Uh, at the time, at yeah. The time. <laughs> yeah. We'll I, I feel like one. everyone has one of those stories, oh, you know, absolutely. where it's like one show where I went ape shit. And <laughs> even now, I look at me, I'm like, wait, why did I go so crazy? I'm but still having like, those actually, so I can't yeah. even. That's me at any Beyonce show, me at any uh, Kendrick show, any any wet show. Okay, bye. Gotta go. <laughs> Anyways, so Ti, and then how about after Ti? Ooh, uh, Fifty Cent. Mainly because I just liked how he was like aggressively yeah. attacking people all the time. <laughs> Ooh, how to rob and, like, in my joint. He was so unapologetically like, I don't fuck with y'all. So, yeah, that like, was a similar era to <laughs> yeah. this guy. And then like, that's when I really kind of randomly, my uh, it was an older dude I used to kick it with. And he started putting me on a like a lot more West Coast stuff, mm. and like like that's when I like I feel like I found like my soul like West Coast rappers like I was real big into like quick. Sugar Free was hilarious. Like uh-huh. Sugar Free could not come out today. Um, <laughs> quick Sugar Free. Literally anybody from the quick West was Coast. So smooth with it, man. Like, man, like super underrated in the story yeah, of hip hop. Probably to one me. of the greatest, man. Him really? uh, rapping Forte. I like him. I had a friend who left Fort Worth and he moved out to Vegas. Then he came back and he was putting me all on the like the Bay shit, like Forty and the Hyphy and Keek the Sneak and all that. And he was such a weirdo, but like, <laughs> and he like he was telling me about Hyphy before like it hit. So I just thought it was the weirdest shit ever. And then like when it finally hit and I started here in Texas. He made so much more sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, now I yeah, get it. We're so, always a little late to something. True. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so then that's basically, that's kind of where I stay with it now. Dang, that's interesting. It is. <laughs> I, I mean, I never, like, you know, I, yeah. I've known you for a minute, but I never would have. That's a. It's always interesting to know what people's, like, yeah. faces. So then I want to talk about the story of hip hop a little bit. And I like right. hearing how you discuss it. Could you give us a, that? You could make a quick rundown. Story of hip hop. Story of hip hop. Uh, let's see. It's debatable where it started from. They'll tell you that the Bronx true. or <laughs> Brooklyn but or we Queens. We know it's New York. Yeah. Uh, started by a lot of disenfranchised black and brown kids. Uh, rooted from like Jamaica and the Caribbean and mm-hmm. Africa. If you really want to go like deep, a lot of early hip hop was known to pop up in like the late '60s, early '70s. Um. 
that's where it gets kind of a blur to me because a lot of it wasn't really necessarily recorded right. uh the 80s is when it broke out went mainstream that's <laughs> like super nutshell yeah uh, yeah but a lot of it was happening at the same time like all the different things and a lot of it went yeah to like, me with, with the dances and all these different the things late that 80s that 70s through 80s run of hip-hop like that's my golden era that i love like everyone loves like the 90s yes, hip-hop which is like they do. it's of course that's like the golden era but to me to be a kid in an area and you're pulling this whole culture like out of thin air mm-hmm. yeah. and like it. to me that's nuts yeah. <laughs> you know because it's like when you're 12 and 13 you don't think what you're doing is literally shaping and changing the world as right. you know it and right. so for one kid to pick up a spray can and be like yo i'm about to just tag stuff and another fool about to pick up He's scratching records on his mom's record player, and one fool's putting words together, one fool's spinning on the ground, and, like, all y'all are just kind of doing this on the same page, but, like, y'all don't know what it even is. Like, it's not even a name for it at the time. It's just, this is what we're doing. Like, that shit is crazy to me. Like, (laughs) Like, imagine, like, to me, always imagining that. Those contributions collectively of people that aren't necessarily, like, communicating actively on a goal that they might be trying to reach, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that passion... Like, I can only imagine what it was like because of what I know hip-hop to be now. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think of the global impact and power that it is, and, like, honestly, it's, it's to me, it, it's the most impactful culture in the world because it ties so many different things together. But to be going through something that initiated that at a time when you're just enjoying yourself, like, to me, I would, like, I would have killed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always really interesting to watch. Like, I like watching all the docs and shit. Or, like, even the Get Down was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know what you think about. Oh, it. I love Some the Get Down. Some people weren't that crazy about the Get Down, but I thought it was really you fun to, to see You have to watch it. it for what it is. Right. Like, yeah. and once you understood that it wasn't actual factual hip-hop this is what happened mm-hmm. and it was kind of loosely based and story. geared towards younger audiences, yes. like, once you watch it through that, and it was a little cheesy and soap opery at times, but that's like because of the director, I I blame Boz Lerman for that. <laughs> he I does mean, all that dramatic. But it, to shit. me, it wasn't even really that bad. But I'm also biased because that's I love that era right. and the fact that they even included Cool Herc and African Bambada, and they mm-hmm. made them look like mythical gods that they are. Like yes. to me, that's tight. Yeah, because my little sister is like the quintessential like uzi vert fan so like (laughs) like she loved like she put me onto the migos and like i've been a diehard migo fan ever since wow but like i want to get into that later too (laughs) but like since she was like hey who's cool herc like the fact that she watched that and would ask me to me that show did its job yeah (laughs) you know so i I always i always like even the other you know the other docs they have or like fresh dress or all these different ones that like go deep into i always find it so interesting to see like the rappers now and i always feel sad because i'm always like i hope they're happy or like know how impactful their legacy is like some of the big first pioneers they're usually always like on a park bench still (laughs) you know just like sitting there and i'm like i hope y'all are getting paid or something because like this is something that might be the biggest cultural shift well, I feel in like the a world. Lot of them, yeah, but a lot of them do struggle. Absolutely, but it's like I, I get, I just, I guess, I get sad. <clears throat> oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. there a lot of them still do struggle, and even today's artists today are struggling. They mm-hmm. just do a better job of hiding it. Um, yeah, no, for sure. However, it's it's weird because it's like the first person over the fence is the one that gets shot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and for 
some of them are like they're at peace knowing that they've created something that has like taken over some of them are still you know like rock him still torn <laughs> you yeah. know uh which is great like i want us to have legacy acts like the kiss and acdc i oh, want word, rock yeah. him to like perform until he's 90 like yeah. <laughs> you know and even before because these people man like and they're still sharp like kumo d can still go off like mm -hmm. a lot of them are they're just ogs and i think we as a culture and society like we kind of we have this weird rebellious attitude towards our elder statesmen per se and mm -hmm. i feel like it needs to change in terms of if that fool wasn't here rapping like yeah. we wouldn't be here talking about right. this shit right now yeah. like we probably wouldn't even know each other you yeah. know like if you look at it like that yeah like, i guess i would argue because i know we've talked about it with hip-hop performances <clears throat> like back in the day and now because that's where i'm like we saw africa up and bought a few years ago and i was like bruh yeah and that's i don't know yeah. i don't know because it was like you wanted to go and you wanted to pay respect and you're so excited and then you were like we got this song on loop for 20 minutes. All right. I'm going to roll that's out. That's why I told you, like, literally, that's there. what it was. Yeah. And so then, like, and then you start learning about all their shit that's under the rug, yeah. too. And you're like, yikes. Yeah. Okay. That's why I hate going to rap shows. Because, like, it's really tough for me. Unless I know for a fact that I'm going to have a good time. I don't want my impression of someone that I hold in high esteem to be ruined. And so sometimes, like, it's a really tough gamble. Like, um, I remember I was really nervous. We were going to, me and my brothers and some friends, we were going to go see Big Daddy Kane. Oh, jeez. And I was like, no, please, God. Like, you didn't want to ruin it? Yeah, I was like, no, like, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm sitting there, like, you know, just arguing with myself, should I go? And, like, he killed it. This dude, like, was this was this? a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And he was doing a better show than some of the newer rappers that I go see now. And I'm like, and that's what I hate about it. Like, yes, there's a part of the music making idea that we accept as listeners. But to me, like when it comes to the spectacle of a performance, if you can't understand the showmanship behind that, then I'm not going to go to your show. And it's always a gamble with rap because a lot of the times there's like conventions that rappers don't necessarily pay attention to when it comes to honing their craft. And I've seen that way too often where it destroys my image. Well, and of a lot of them haven't been taught to perform. Like, a lot of yeah. them are just like, because what is rap or what is hip hop or what is creating this craft, right? A lot of it is just like writing your story. Or yeah. It's supposed to be that form of expression. And so it's like, if you take a kid from the hood that never took a theater class or doesn't know what a stage presence is, you have to really consider that or be aware of that yeah. when going and saying like it's okay can i go see little uzi vert shake his shoulder for 20 minutes <laughs> or, or jump off like a what 15 and foot. that to me i want to see that motherfucker because that looks lit like that looks fun that was crazy yeah who okay so before we jump into all the new age i guess hip-hop uh the divide between the black and brown community and hip-hop uh obviously the quick rundown we got from the story of hip-hop and literally any of those documentaries, we can list all of them, and they all will discuss how it was Latinos um, and and black people that created this. It was Puerto Ricans, it was black people, it was, you know, this fuse of people, and they worked together in creating hip-hop. Um, and even Latino USA did a really good piece where they did, like, they covered all the OGs of hip-hop and discussed how Latinos were involved in hip-hop and how they kind of got erased from the creation story a lot of times. Um, so, tell me more about your feelings towards this. Uh, to be quite honest, I don't know how to feel. I just feel like there needs to be more representation on the Latino side 
and the argument to that is it there is there's a huge latino hip-hop movement happening right especially like in california right now there's like hispanic like chicks that are like killing it mm-hmm. um i mean you you have j balvin doing records with beyonce you know like all that's huge but it's over there in terms right. of like within the community and so it's so weird to where like a black hip-hop artist could come and go to south america and wherever and kill it and he'll have fans and then like if j balvin comes like it'll be 99 percent hispanics and it's like right these fools can rap you know like bad right. bunny and all them like uh-huh. these are just newer guys but i mean if you look at big pun like arguably one of the top mcs ever like true anyone who's anyone with ears and right. can respect like <laughs> yeah. actual lyricism and flow that's not <laughs> like so like it's not he, questionable like yeah. he should be thrown in the questions of like in the biggie jay-z nos like big pun was nice yeah. <laughs> you know like if if we're gonna give these dudes legacy spots list, the because way. they've passed away like <laughs> <laughs> because what I said that was a good list by the way <laughs> <laughs> for other reasons <laughs> but like if you're gonna put them like you know in the Mount Rushmore of hip hop like yeah. you can't ignore some of like the contribution that Latinos have had and it's weird because I don't really understand where the disconnect is is i think for me like my initial reaction is like latinos in general have a lot of anti-blackness they don't like to unpack they don't Mm -hmm. like to talk about it and we will use black culture and we will own it and act like it is ours (laughs) but we can't address our fucking racist grandma or our racist this or this or all these things so that's me like being very real about even you know whatever and so that's how i see it to a degree i think a lot of people didn't even realize the history of hip-hop because they were living in it right Mm -hmm. like a lot of uh, the generations close to us, hip hop isn't that old. So it's like, it's still, mm-hmm. they don't even realize that. And then we also have to acknowledge our privilege in that. And then our anti-blackness in that, yeah. because we are taking from this culture. And a lot of times we're appropriating the culture or black culture itself in general as well. So really discussing those things, which Latinos have a hard time doing unless you're like <laughs> us apparently, yeah. um, but they have a hard time with that. And I think once we start discussing the truths and then realizing our similarities in creating this yeah. and, and having these like reggaeton artists that is so similar to hip-hop or is rapping or is whatever um then we can finally like maybe come together and like like that's that's to me where where it's all like so one colonizers did an amazing job Mm -hmm. amazing honey do you hear my english (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean but uh, you know when we talk about like the beginnings of hip-hop and how latinos have always been a presence and we talk about how it's rooted in, in you know, I, I, I really, like, gravitate towards this Jamaica and, and, and reggae, like, uh, beginnings in terms of how, like, hip-hop came into formation. And then I compare it to, like, where reggaeton is now and, like, the impact that it has across the global landscape. And it's like, how do we, as, as like, a community, not see that? And if we do see that, how do we turn this, like, hateful perspective into something that moves us in attack mode it against be a them. more powerful force right exactly and, and i mean I, I was having the conversation and then my friend he was saying he considers <clears throat> the post-crack generation of, mm. of like us like born in the 80s like we're first generation we're the equivalent of like first generation kids from immigrant parents mm-hmm. to where like mm-hmm. our parents went through civil rights and intense amount of crazy racism 
And a lot of that shit just not gonna change. <laughs> you know, like their mentality. It's more so us to get together to have these conversations. I mean, and you look at it now, and I feel like it's definitely getting that way because kids don't care as much as we think they do about like color and stuff. Like my sister bumps Cap G, <laughs> you know, and like Cap G is doing records with Chris Brown. He's Everybody. on tour with Chris Brown. You know, and, like yeah. these are happening is to he where like Chris Brown right now. He he was. I don't know if he oh, still Lord. is, but like. <laughs> These artists are popping up like you have like Cali Lucas doing records with Daniel Caesar and Tyler, the creator to where like it's a norm now. It's not like back then if Selena would have did a joint with Tupac, like it would have been fucking rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) like crazy. It would have been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She rapped. Yeah, she rapped. But like, and we never probably got the both of them were taken from us so early. So it probably could have went that way. Yeah, for real. They're watching us. But I, I, I feel like as time goes on and unfortunately like as the elders die off, <laughs> a lot of that like will change because the world is like like the internet has made it so small. It's just however like to me I want I really enjoy like representation from other demos. Like mm. my like if you actually ride with me, if I'm not listening to like West Coast and I'm listening to like female rap, I like really enjoy female rap. Yes. <laughs> and so like to me, as more that's happening and more people are recognizing like, OK, I don't have to per se appropriate black culture because I want to know what it's like growing up in cartel ridden Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Just like they want to know what's like in the streets of Chicago yeah. or tell me what it's like in Brazil. Just like you want to know what it's like in dallas texas like i want to hear that perspective right and it's cool like to me i don't understand like as big as a number of the latino community is what is it like i know they they get behind artists and it's millions and millions of people that support and fuck with a dude right and then it's like how does he not cross over in the k-104 like how does he not cross over like just the sheer numbers alone like Honestly, what's happening i mean and that's argue arguably yeah. like a lot of times if we're not accepted by and this isn't just for the latino community but if we're not accepted by whiteness to a degree you ain't making it mm-hmm. you're gonna stay kind of within your realm whether it be with a tv show whether it be a film whatever like if it's not accepted into some form of like mainstream society like you're not gonna cross but it. we're so much alike in terms right. of cultures like no, absolutely <laughs> you know we're so much alike we're damn near some of them there's afro latina like uh-huh. we are the same people yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know seriously. like we are the same people we have the same enemy the same systematic racism that right. oppresses you oppresses me <laughs> you know like yeah. so i don't know where sure. the beef lies within our communities and i do see there's a change happening um it's a lot slower than i would like it to be same. but it <laughs> takes more it yeah. takes more people like when I do events, when I try to put together events, I try to go out of my way to like include a Hispanic act or include and include like a woman that sings or raps because they're going to be there at the event mm-hmm. and representation is tight. Listen, not a lot of people do that, man. So yeah. that's a big yeah. deal. That's like, a big thing too, ass. like making sure that that question is something that's amplified, not necessarily in the perspective of like an ignorant standpoint but more so of an acknowledgement of the similarities between us Mm -hmm. so that we ask the question that it's like you know what's the beef between us not because we don't know what the what you know what we're holding personally or as a community but the fact that we're holding something that shouldn't be there because we are so similar 
there's more that unites us than divides us. Right. But the system yeah. has worked in a way to where we become either afraid of each other or you know, buy into the stereotypes or this or that or anti-blackness or whatever in general has worked to divide us. And I think now is the time, I mean, obviously. If you, if you look at just the cultures, like I'm real, I, li- I love lowrider culture. Yeah. A lot of lowrider culture, the music backdrop is by black artists. Oh, <laughs> you know, like they go hand Literally in hand. everything. And like lowriders are synonymous with Hispanics. And like... <laughs> So it's like, y'all already fuck with us. <laughs> like, we yeah. already fuck with each other. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get in a lowrider and play anything past 1960. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, True. it's not going to happen. Drag <laughs> and, and, like, you're not going to get in a lowrider and not put anything bigger than 13-inch Dayton's on it. Like, and appreciate, like, everyone knows. Wheels. Like, everyone knows it's the art. Like on the car that makes it the lowrider, you know, is the yeah. difference between an Impala and a lowrider is like some OG in his garage, like pinstriping that joint. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at something just like that, it's like our cultures are already here, bro. Right. <laughs> like, well, and I think I mean literally we say this, but like that's why we created the colores because we were like, why aren't we uniting people of color? Why aren't we coming together and really being there for each other and like interviewing each other and talking to one another and hearing each other's stories so we can really respect and understand each other and keep building off of it um so as we continue i want to talk more about new hip-hop what are your feelings uh i love it <laughs> it's it's a it's an evolution and hip-hop now if whatever you're looking for it's out there yeah. and to, if you want lyricism it's out there. If you want turn up mindless stuff, it's out there. Unfortunately, the powers that be only force feed like one entity of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you as a consumer have the choice. Like have you can get on Spotify for 10 bucks a month and rob <laughs> all of your favorite artists, but you can listen to <laughs> one particular artist, you know, like it's out there if you want to listen to it. So people who are like, oh, it's not this, that, and the third, like, they aren't actively looking, you right. know, and it, to me, that's the beauty to where like a kid can wake up in Utah and be like, I'm about to tell y'all what it's like out here in the streets of Utah, <laughs> so, good, like Utah? throw it up online and <laughs> we have that perspective <laughs> for real, Not the yodeling kid. but even he like changed his life in a matter of three months, like Walmart and a phone, honey, that's you know, and so like with hip hop, that perspective to where like the older people they look down upon the Uzis and all that <laughs> that whole wave but it's like if you don't hang out with kids like today like that's just the frequency they're on it's yeah, an, yeah. it's an energy yeah. it's no, we we communicated more so with words and vivid pictures and all that and they communicate through energy you know and they don't that is so true <laughs> and so it like is. that's and where it is societies across like all around the globe have taught us anything is that the power is always in the youth yeah like the movements well, are i think that's a really uh great way to put it because we'll talk about it and i mean and i'm <clears> by <throat> no means like i definitely consider myself a hip-hop head to a degree but i'm i always make fun of old hip-hop heads because <laughs> they're like mad purists and they're like <laughs> and i'm like because there there are things to appreciate still from your uzis and from your whoever's mm-hmm. um although some are mad debatable some of these fools especially the latino ones i'm like stop what are you doing but there's always been 
the equivalent of a Uzi in right. every generation right. of hip-hop. That is true. And there's always an audience for them. Yeah. Huh? There's always an audience for them. No, yeah. absolutely. But, like, Uzi's a special case. To me, there's other ones, like the Lil Xans that I'm like, bruh, I can't oh, even, yeah. like... I don't even know what to find for <laughs> right. you. And, and then I, I found out and, he's Mexican, and I yeah. was like, no. And so, that, yeah, that, that, and so that's, for, for a minute, that's where it got tricky for me. But it was like, I, didn't, I don't necessarily have to fuck with Lil Xan to understand that Lil Xan still has a spot within the realm that I reside in. Because I know that th- this thing is so powerful that it's you know, spread across so many different like whatever is that there will be a little Zen. There will be a little whatever. And I guess as far as like the big picture goes of us like <clears throat> uniting and did it like to me, I'm like, bruh, you're making it fucking hard right now. Yeah. But I mean, um, not really like he's a product of his community. I guess like, I'm thinking of like white <laughs> Latino privilege though. Cause he looked like a white man. Like I thought he was and he's white. Conne- and he connects with people that connect with him. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like there is an audience for people like that. And so to me, like, when it comes to, like, even paying attention to someone like that, it's like, well, that's not something that I fuck with. So, right. I'm not going to let this that This is me, my like, energy. bringing my therapy right now, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, you're... you're because I, that, that's one where I was like, okay, Lil Pump was still like, ugh. <laughs> and then when I heard about Lil Xan, and then I heard about the thing where he was like, ooh, am I, I can't call the cops because I'm a rapper. I was like, yeah. fuck you. Like, yeah. shut up. Like, you're so annoying. But nah, it's beautiful that y'all are getting those acts because we've been plagued with Waka Flockas <laughs> and the, the Young Thugs. So, it's like, welcome to the culture. <laughs> like, y'all got to get those acts. Not the welcome I wanted. But like, nah, y'all got to take all the full spectrums. Like when we got hit with Trinidad James and all that. Like that song went hard. (laughs) Nah, that was modern day coonery, man. (laughs) Poor Trinidad. Kendrick Lamar was the opener for him. Because that song was huge. That song was huge. You know that you know that was a you know that was a white person in his office. Like uh, this is what I'm gonna make happen. Like Mad City just dropped. Right, but that gold, all gold, everything was bigger than that at that point yeah it was well i mean to trinidad's defense kendrick's not the greatest alive so he's being a shithead right now don't listen to him <laughs> you got, okay? i always like kendrick live <laughs> listen we're gonna get into that too okay I'm so well uh okay it's y'all's turn to get the little zans and all <laughs> that i don't want that one <laughs> i'll just like most other people i guess no. but you don't like Takashi either. He's looking. Oh, that motherfucker can go straight to hell too. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing though, because when they start being problematic against women and shit like that, I'm like, why do I have to fuck with you? I don't have to because yeah. you're like a Mexican. Nah. Like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. Uh, like, I'd rather just not support you at all. Or, anyways, mm. um, which okay, so we're gonna. Oh, God, there's so <laughs> many things right now. Uh, that actually got me into fuckboys, right? So these yeah, we can talk right. about the recent Dallas uh, fuckboys is what I have it labeled <laughs> as. Uh, I thought that's it. That was for Dallas Facebook. Oh, it's Dallas really? fuckboys. Don't oh, let okay. him see the questions. Oh my god. Oh, sorry. So um, we called him out a little bit on here. I, it wasn't just a call out. We kind of just discussed it. We discussed what happened. Um, and you were one of the few people, because I am on addicted to twitter.com, and <laughs> you were one of the few people that was talking to someone who had, who did some shit. Yeah. You were one of the few people. <laughs> yeah, you were very vocal about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That said something to these motherfuckers. And I was like, why aren't more people, why are men so afraid to call out their homies? What's up with that? Uh... That's a bigger question. Um, I know, I'm ready. <laughs> I've been waiting Specifically for Specifically what it comes to with this particular case, why so many people 
within our community had failed to speak out is because a lot of them, for the lack of better words, just suck dick in okay. terms of like they feel like they have to play a role for this person to provide whatever this imaginary clout. Yeah, I hate that word, Same. but yeah, but <laughs> yeah, and and so like. To me, I'm looking at it as, like, if someone rocks with you, they rock with you. They're yeah. going to look out for you. They're going to do something for you. You just biting your tongue and being around them while they're being a shit person, they're never going to do something for you. Like, right. whether you suck dick or not. So, it's like, my my coming while I decide to speak up, because it's like, I know who my friends are. <laughs> you know, I know what I'm capable of, like, and I also, like, not super religious, but it's like, if God has something for me, none of you fools can do anything about it. Right, like, so happen. like, what's the worst? Y'all aren't going to come to my show. Y'all don't come to my show now. Like, <laughs> like, like, like y'all don't, y'all aren't going to burn my mixtape. Like y'all don't do it now. Uh -huh. So like now, at least we know, like stop coming to my shit. Like, yeah. and specifically with those, a lot of dudes in this community is because we can name them if you want to. I don't, oh, we're speaking general right now, right. but like a lot of dudes in the community, why they don't check other dudes is because they feel like, well, damn, I don't want to say anything against this DJ because he doesn't play my record. And it's like, I'm out here every weekend and no DJ's playing any of our records. So yeah. what happens now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and like we give these fools unwarranted egos and clout and platforms and pedestals and they do absolutely nothing, nothing for any of us and we go week in and week out supporting them at their events and they can't play a hook and verse of our records so <laughs> like what what is the right. loyalty to what is the loyalty for specifically to like i like going out and being around women and so i've noticed like a, a serious decline in women being out at some of these events to where the untrained eye was just like women just don't fuck with hip-hop no more women don't go out like you know like it's, it's boring being true. dragged but at the same time like now you're starting i'm starting to piece together like women aren't coming out because it's not safe because these We're fools scared. are out here harassing them and so it's like me as a rapper Whew. if i'm gonna do a show i would much rather have them three over here come out versus you the weirdo like and if them three are telling me like every time they come to my shit and you're there you're following them home mm -hmm. you're harassing them you know when you take them out on a date like and all that becomes synonymous with me <laughs> like it's just like come on dude like mm -hmm. we don't need you here. <laughs> yeah and again like i have sisters um and i wouldn't want any of these fools like a lot of these fools are lucky they aren't personally doing this to my sisters because this would be y'all be talking to me on the other side of like a jail mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's just kind of like where i'm at with it but like to me it's like this culture is like women make this culture like they make us cool like if women don't rock with you as an artist you don't have a career like that's no brainer like even big pun as big as he was was a <laughs> ladies man <laughs> you know Maybe like all of them, you know of them. like and we as dudes like we respect them but like dudes will go out of their way to impress women and so to me it's like we have to protect them they birthed us <laughs> like they support us they nurture us so why can't they come to a show without you following them home or you beating them or like whatever? And these dudes have these egos specifically in this city. Like everybody's broke. 
<laughs> so I don't understand. It'd be it's not even it'd be different, but like they don't have the money to back up the ego and the unapologetic like assholeness that this comes from. Mm. We're not in LA. Bruh, Nobody freeze. has like Ooh, <laughs> Hold up. talk to me. So it's, it's just like me, I look back and I don't feel like I'm better than the next the next man. But at the same time, I'm like, I know everybody's broke. Like and I'm not rich. I'm I'm broke like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, why are you flexing on me? Because yeah. none of us are on the radio. None of <laughs> us are clearing more than five hundred dollars a show. You know, yeah. once a blue moon, if that. Like, so I don't understand why nobody can seem to be checked. Right. And it's not my mission. I don't want to be like the checker. Like I don't want to have that energy. Like I want to go out and mind my business too and kick it. Yeah. But like at the same time, like. If my homegirl doesn't want to come to my show because you're coming there harassing her under the guise of you support me and I know you don't support me, like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, nah. There's a few things from there. I think one of the big things is especially because women are a part of the culture and they make it. And I think there's something bigger to um, to look at is that women aren't just for you to look at. We want to be respected, too. We don't want to just be looked at. Um, and, And that's a big, hard thing for men to accept um so that's a big component of that but then also that that what you're discussing about we're all broke and we're out here <laughs> acting like we're not i think dallas has a i know dallas has a big sense of elitism because what we were made on in the national scale or even the world scale was a big money city and so we like to front like we're this big elitist thing when it's like a lot of us artists are not getting paid and we're not getting what we deserve and we're not getting the support we deserve so it's a few different things it's, that go into it to me it boils down to as men and why I choose to speak up and encourage other dudes to speak up is like we've been conditioned and taught wrong early, like yeah. early, like Cameron, like I said, was like my favorite influence. But like if you listen to his music, like he was horrible oh, to I, women. I would say most of them are. Yeah. But like and at that age, I'm like, yeah, like Cameron doesn't respect women. Neither do I. Mm-hmm. And then I find out this fool's in a relationship the whole time. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, you know how many women? Like, I was like, nah, it's bros over hoes. <laughs> like, you know, M.O.B. Like, and then y'all fools are in whole relationships. Like, T.I., you have five kids, bro. Like, what do you, like, this was, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> protect the shit out of old, old girl. Oh, uh, like, like, that old ugly girl. You know you what I'm saying? Like, he gonna listen to you <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, facts. You know, but like, like, so to me, like, we have been taught wrong for a very long time, and then a lot of dudes view women as like second-rate citizens, and like, yo, when you get on, you get this type of looking woman. Like, it's a it's a status symbol, so they just look at y'all like, and you know, that's something Uh I'll acquire when I I get to it. Like, but that's not necessarily the case because I know. Nine times out of ten, if I have at least one fan of my show, it's my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's been mad times I've performed and it's just been her. Uh-huh. And none of my homeboys, none of the dudes that have all this undying loyalty. We'll really like, ride. you know, like I know if I can't find someone to take a picture in my shirt, she'll do it, mm-hmm. and I don't have to pay her. <laughs> you know, like they do. Women do stuff like for the culture that yeah. I feel like we quote-unquote the culture can do a better job of like reciprocating that absolutely and i think a big part of it 
is also well for me it's like i've discussed with some of my my best girlfriends where it's like we grew up on hip-hop we grew up on rap we grew up hearing these men talk shit about us <laughs> and yeah. and so some people internalize that or they want to just become this image of what is described or what is seen as hot and beautiful and big ass and big titty that you know all these things and that's a big a big thing to consider as well and to unpack as women especially as feminist women <laughs> that are like i still love migos even though they said this or that and you know whatever yeah. or i still bump them i don't know if i love them but you know whatever so uh damn it i had something so good i wanted to say and i just forgot shit oh no um okay that's not the final question oh okay i remember it was (laughs) you said you liked female rappers tell me i am constantly constantly uh trying to put the podcast on to female rappers who are your faves uh my all-time fave ooh It'd be Queen Latifah. Ah, okay. Like she, she, she's Woo. super hard, especially like early Queen Latifah. Yes, A lot of people Queen don't Latifah. attribute like how raw she was, but it's like she fuck. was so cold that she got a sitcom out of it. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't just give those and to now anybody. She made a whole career out of it. Yeah, you know, and she's always been a queen, like yeah. throughout, like <laughs> what she does. Um. So she's probably like my number one. I love, I can go on, like Just Another Day is one of my all-time uh-huh. favorite records of hip-hop, period. And, uh, man, I love Roxanne Shantae. I got the chance to meet her a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was oh word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I loved her because, like, I want to name my, like, first daughter, if oh, I ever have one, after Roxanne. Because I just thought it was, like, hard for, like, this little girl to just get up and rap against dudes that were like salting her name at one point and just like she was just wrecking fools and again you're thinking about of a time period to where like even she as a woman there was no blueprint for her to look up to and be like i want to be like so and so she's i'm just out here rapping and i'm better than y'all fools so i think that's tight um man i'm drawing a blank but uh, well, I'm gonna have to show you some. I probably already know. あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
I even can find like I just love them all. <laughs> like like I I think it's really cool and I hate that like a lot of people try to write them off as if they're not rapping or writing their own things. Like Sam is like Sam Lau is like that's my heart right there. Uh-huh. You know, and to me like we didn't cry though. <laughs> like Bruh, I'm so shook. Nah, to me like I hate when they they listen to chick rappers and they're like, oh, she's not writing it. Like that's just always like the go to, like whatever. And it's just like they're they're perfectly capable of writing complex word rhyme schemes. Like yeah, and more so, even if they aren't, there's dudes that aren't writing their shit. Like (laughs) can we say that again? Huge dudes. Somebody somebody locally. I'm not gonna say name, but somebody locally was like, yo, such and such. Uh, such and such yeah he's the same uh, the dude that wrote for such and such is is also writing for him and I was like alright so I'm supposed to like him when I can't fuck with the first dude can stuff? you give me this tea later <laughs> yeah I got okay, it. Cool. but I mean and so like but then like you said like you're growing up in this culture right and then you're hearing all these viewpoints where they're talking down on women so to me it's tight and exciting that we're in a place to where now women are having the ability to shoot back. I'm coming, bitch. And you know, like that's why we have like <laughs> I got bars. Even even like the Cardi B, like to me, she's like a legend in the making. If yeah, she can handle cool. like the fame outside of the music, but like I think her album really took people by surprise. Yes, and definitely. How cohesive it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my like, god. So yeah. So then to wrap up the hip hop discussion, mm-hmm. what does hip hop? mean to you to me it means identity Mm. a lot of people a lot of people find themselves in this culture um myself included and a lot of it it brings identity and and inclusiveness because hip-hop is why i'm i know Mm y'all relatively (laughs) you know like there's been so many people so many places i've been so many conversations so many friendships i've had and all through the love of rapping which you don't really see that amongst other genres of music um most genres stay within their genre like and they're not super inclusive even though it could be argued that we created we as in black and brown people have created damn near every other genre (laughs) you know like thank you for saying exactly you know like all of of the culture that this country claims to believe it has belongs to us hello (laughs) you know so like talk to him (laughs) (laughs) so like hip-hop to me is like identity because there's something for everyone in this culture whether where they come from financial status you know there's rich rap there's broke rap <laughs> there's middle class rap you know, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> make sure we call this episode the sermon because my boy's on hey. you haven't lied yet so yeah that's what it means to me um dope 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 and your biggest hopes for the dfw the biggest hopes for the dfw is for it to get it together man <laughs> you ain't never like get it together man uh this metroplex it spends so much time sucking off new york and la looking for validation and we have a culture here we have a culture here that every other culture pulls from Uh and we're not for whatever reason proud of it like i'm from fort worth 
and a lot of people associate that with like cow town and like all that and to me that's part of my identity and like mm-hmm. That shit's cool. <laughs> like, like, go to to be able to go down to the stockyards and see a real life Longhorn is tight. Like, that's tight. You know, like, there's a statue of a black cowboy from yeah. named Bill Pickett. Like, Bill Pickett. that's tight. Like, so that's like our identity. I mean, even the fact that like you can go to all the different little taco spots here that are like renowned worldwide. There's all types of shit to do here that's specifically prominent to here. I mean, even y'all Selena Festival is like, to me, like, there wasn't anything else going on like that. I don't think they did a better job where she was from. <laughs> I mean, we know? gonna let you say that, 88. But we, you know we put in work up here. You know, but like, like, to me, that shit's tight to where, like, that's a culture we need to celebrate because it's like... We gotta love ourselves. Yeah, I mean... Even cowboy season, if you're not a cowboy fan <laughs> at all, like the cowboy culture here is hilarious. <laughs> you know, it like <laughs> it's hard. I, that's how I learned heartbreak. Like, oh yeah, it's so. it's hilarious that people are like diehard fans. Like, it's well, I mean, for this real. you know, this is our year, though, right? Oh, like, every this year. Is our year. Ah! Hell yeah. This is our year. Yo, this, I'm this, tired. This, this this year coming up is gonna be very scary. <laughs> it's gonna be very wow. scary. But yeah, uh, so I hope the DFW scene gets it together. Um, <laughs> You're listening, on DFW. All storefronts. If anything, I can say like, <clears throat> I hope the DFW scene we get more people in positions that like we need in terms of the infrastructure that we always cry that we don't have. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. We need people to realize that like you can still be the man and yes. be a promoter. You can still be the man or the plug and be a media personality a podcast host you can still throw events we need people in these positions yes. <laughs> like we don't need yes, 500 we- rappers rapping Ooh-wee. about the same thing like and you can still rap but if you're better at managing rappers like manage Do them that. first <laughs> I'm hey, cut my mic off I'm like, talking to him so like <laughs> That's what I hope the scene gets the business acumen better, the professionalism, um, all that. The, because when you go to New York and LA, they don't really have it as together as much as you think they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. All right. So we're going to do a quick lightning round all before right, we wrap it up. Are you ready? Yep. Rafa, would you so, like to lead the lightning round? Yes. So you <laughs> just say the first thing that comes to your mind right. when right. we say these things. All okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yep. You sure? Yeah, let's Clear do your minds, take a deep breath. <laughs> All right, here we go. Lightning round with 88 killer. All right. Pizza. The meats. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, sir, 88. Favorite rapper in the DFW? Oh, man. Me. Yes. Fair <laughs> answer. Weed. Uh, should be legal. Best rapper alive. Ooh, man. <laughs> That's going to be tough. I'm going to go with Hove, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hove. I'm going to go we with Hove. We can honestly stop it right there. <laughs> I'm going to go with Hove. We'll talk more about okay. that later. We'll keep the lightning round going. Lil Wayne. Legend. BMW. Greatest car of all time. <laughs> 
the ultimate driving machine. <laughs> Chocolate. Not for me, man. Not uh-huh. for me. Okay. The Office. Oh, great. <laughs> Feminism. Important. And Lil Pump. Not definitely not for me. <laughs> definitely Yay, not lightning for me. round. We appreciate you on that round. <laughs> so the reason I freak out is because I guess it started early on, but we were talking about the best rapper. From my understanding, it was the <clears throat> best rapper right now. Right. So that's how the conversation started. I said Kendrick. He said Hove. Well, I, I because I fuck with Kendrick. And I fuck with Hove. Right. But I was like, knowing where Kendrick is headed and what he's going to mean to us as human beings, Hove has already done a lot of work for. Like, I agree. To, you know, and, and, and I agree. And if I go back, you know, you know me, Reagan era, 80s baby. I, 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 I go through my history. So I'm like, if. If this MC wasn't here, we wouldn't have this MC. Right, and I and, agree with that. But Hove is still here, and but Hove like is right still now, cooking. releasing shit, the best shit out. Not Hove. Four forty four was. I mean, good. I'm gonna. Four forty four was dope. I I agree with none of these are disagreements. Right, so we agree. So to then disagree. when we asked Jeremy and Sam, my girl Sam said Kendrick, and Jeremy said Hove, and it was like our third yeah. episode, so we both <laughs> yeah. died because we we're like. Ah! Yeah. So, so we, we have like this asking, ongoing thing. Yes, yeah. we ask I mean, everybody. To me, Hove is the greatest because it's still going. And literally yeah. every time he opens his mouth, the culture changes direction. I'm not disagreeing like, with Kendrick that. is like Kendrick is like LeBron James right now to where like Thank you. It's I very, will agree with that. No, I agree because with that we too. We know that that means he's gonna like no, LeBron that's what I'm is saying. great. I literally just said okay. we know where so Kendrick gonna, is, is this going. Is the end of the fight? Is the family feud? Ah. I'm saying, but I, I will still rock some Jordans before I rock some bronze. I'm just saying. True. I mean, nobody rocks fucking bronze. <laughs> so what are you saying? So what are you saying about Kenny? We ain't talking shoes. We talking rap. We talking metaphors. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, we'll come back to this in 10 years, but I feel like we've reached a peaceful truce. Anyways, this is 88 Killers interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> My no, final no, no, no. question. We can talk about Hogan all day. We cut him off. What were you saying? Tell uh, us how it's you It's just feel. like, to me, because all of our elder statesmen of that magnitude got taken away from us early, uh-huh. we don't know what aging hip hop looks like. That's true. Outside. I mean, like, of course, Curtis Blow and them are still around. Uh-huh. And like, here, but like, Jay-Z is arguably probably like the one of the main mega stars, not named Nas, of course, that are like they're aging with the bass in terms of like they're making music to the people that are growing with them. And they're showing us how to age. They're showing us like how to move and they're transcending music like a musician is like the fourth slash to their name at this point to where like Kendrick is getting there because he's entering realms of like pulling Pulitzer prizes and like that wasn't awarded to Jay-Z back then. Um, but he's still like music. He hasn't transcended music yet. Like when you think of New York, it's Yankees, (laughs) Jay-Z and like, he's that like Kendrick, isn't that for California yet? 
He's close. I think he's getting there. He's, he's, he's getting definitely there. getting yeah. there. I think there's definitely. no argument there. Definitely getting there and like we... I it's, just it's gonna see be it great. as like because Kendrick is pushing the envelope so much, he's literally motivating all these motherfuckers to step their game up. That's what I'm. I mean, I agree with that. But what the the thing for me is like I can go back and and rock with reasonable doubt so heavy, and then have a flashback of what my life was when I was listening to that, and then fast forward to 4:44 and be like, man, this man has like I've like grown right, and 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 what he's saying to Ooh. me from back then to now has pushed the envelope. But like in, in a that's broader. gonna happen. I used to feel about mm. Kanye West, and now yeah, I used to love Kanye. I fell off Kanye wagon a long time For ago. For real? So this like recent shit didn't hurt you that much? Oh, that's nice. I was off of Kanye like Dark Twisted Fantasy. Back For real? Damn. I feel like I feel like Reagan era hip hop kind of disconnected with him around that time. Because <laughs> like, my brother uh, Pee Wee like, like my motherfuckers connected with him at that time. Pee Wee loved I had like uh, Pee Wee like Pee Wee fucked with Kanye more when he was on the production side. So like you you play a Kanye beat now and he's like oh yeah Kanye 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 but then even after college dropout he was like eh, I don't know he yeah. he like had this premonition and that's the thing about him he always sees like <laughs> he he might not have everything figured out about what yeah. the newest hip hop is read me no yeah he's got I'm telling you he's, he had yeah. that understanding early Kendrick uh, is what Kanye thinks he's doing <laughs> like bruh Yikes. like it's bruh. gonna get there. Um, I do want to have this discussion again in 10 years. Um, I I plan to be dead in oh, 10 damn. years. Damn, oh, okay, man. shit. Now you okay. got a lot of life to live in. I mean, but it's it's a short <laughs> one. <laughs> you're being so dramatic. You're for a, you're for okay, a good time. anyways, uh, I wanted to see if you might spit a little something for us. Um, Ooh. But I don't know if you want to. You don't have to. <clears throat> I like people to be comfortable and ready. Even something that we know. Because Decolores listeners don't really know don't. 88. Oh, shit. But they finna know. Uh. <laughs> we got some loyal loyal people out there. Uh, this is like asking my favorite snack. Like, okay. in my head, like <laughs> Stop. Mm, mm, you don't have to. We can mm, always just show mm. them your Spotify page. Yeah. Just line them up. <sighs> or y'all can freestyle battle rap right now. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to battle. Okay, so yes, um, we yeah. did ask Jeremy. I'm not Jeremy. battle rapping this guy. I've heard <laughs> stories. <laughs> this this asked, is who I need to interview. We asked Jeremy. <laughs> uh-huh. We said, who are your three favorite Dallas rappers? And he said, one, <clears throat> Exile. One, 88 Killer and Sam Lau. And now we've had all three on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he even said that he would get them three for like to be like his group for a rap battle. That'd be, yeah. <laughs> that'd be tight. Wasn't he like to have y'all like as his I wouldn't rap I wouldn't battle eighty eight or Sam. No, but like y'all would be a team together oh. going against other people. Oh, okay. We'd we'd take over the world if that's what you're saying. Yeah. I support this. I would definitely favorite. need to prepare. <laughs> I would definitely need to prepare. I'm trash at freestyling. Are you? Oh, see, I uh, don't know. <clears throat> let me You don't And then like my memory. It's okay. I, I'm it's okay. We can. I, I got some. No, I feel like I gotta. Um, no, you don't have to. We no, because I'm gonna go in my part. car and be like, "Damn, I should have spit that." Well, Eva's got bars too. I have Eva, none. Come on, you were spitting bars Shut the other up. day. I already told you I can't. You were spitting bars. Okay. I can with when no, I'm really with mad. No at beat, a... just nothing. No beat or nothing. Beat. Give him want? a beat. What do you want to do? You tell me. Get him warmed up. I don't know. You surprised me. Let's see. All right, cool. Uh, oh, man. 
Uh. I drop 60 like I'm 24. That's Kobe Bryant, man. They see me in my cool clothes, but I ain't trying. It's a different kind of energy. Like reliant when the whole <laughs> set depend on me. And I'm supplying, man. Don't ask me what I'm doing different. I'm just minding mine. You could probably do the same shit if you would find the time. But you laid up with your baby mother fornicating in line. Change the diaper, boy. Don't you hear that baby crying? If what you doing is grinding, we got a different definition. The acquisition of the money is what make them listen. Stay true. They want to see the shit you rap about. Please stop shooting videos in other rappers' houses. It's an epidemic. Hey, can we stop pretending? I promise if you put that work in, you ain't got to rent it. I put my heart up in it. Dog, I'm all authentic. I can remain prominent despite the hate and fraudulence. It seems like they forgot about me. I see me in the paper every time that I sneeze like what up <laughs> do I gotta come off the hip y'all be on it so long wipe that come off your lips <laughs> there we go <laughs> hey, y'all gassing y'all gassing y'all gassing chill out bro chill out bro chill out I feel we are blessed that's funny by the best yeah okay. I, I couldn't I had to like, some fools be like what kind of rapper doesn't rap <laughs> I hate the internet. Oh my god! Well, thank you, thank you for yeah. doing that. Even though Hell you yeah. said you don't even you don't even like freestyling. So as we completely wrap up the interview, what is your biggest aspiration for yourself? My biggest aspiration is I want to be. I, I like the idea of aging and getting older. Mm. Um, I like. I ultimately want to use music as like a conduit to be able to provide opportunities for other people. Um, so I, I like the idea of being an OG that can like really make something happen for somebody else. Um, ultimately, in the grand scheme of like my career, I would love to be kind of like baby from Cash Money to where like I rap when I feel like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, but like, you know, like I, I just have other artists holding it down and doing the brand and you know uh bringing me money but like i want to be able to do that for like other people yeah. like uh, and sit down and be like no nah, don't do that no nah, don't do this or go that way go this way and like we really change some shit like but really kind of live comfortable and mind my business <laughs> like Very dope yeah. i i like it we Word. support you we look forward to continuing to support you and we thank you for being on the Colores Radio. Anytime. Yeah. Before you, before we end, how how do we find oh, you? Yeah, follow you? Uh, let's see, eighty eight killer dot com for those of you that still use computers. <laughs> We're out here. We're yeah, out here. yeah, yeah. Eighty eight killer dot com, and then you can find me basically on every other social media is eighty eight killer. Keep it simple. Boom. for branding <laughs> so. that's a smart way smart, to do it smart yeah. man, smart uh, but thank you again for being here thank you for everything you represent thank you for what you're doing and what you're what you're saying and living and being and all of it matters and we appreciate you thank you I appreciate yay. you guys uh, yay <laughs> <laughs> I want to say thank you again to 88 Killer himself for being with us that was honestly so dope yeah, it's cool to like t like through this platform. I get to talk to these people and kind of get to know them better. But there's some people you're just like, yo, I really rock with you. I appreciate yeah. you and your talent and your humanity. And he's one of them for sure. Good dude. Okay, so thank you again, to 88 Killer, for being with us on the Coronas Radio. I hope you all enjoyed his interview, which means it is now time for 
Self-care corner. This really hurt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as you can tell, I'm dying. Uh, (coughs) I have really bad allergies. Went to the allergist. Do you know what they told me? That I was allergic to fucking dust and cockroaches. (laughs) Those were basically my roommates growing up. So it's like, not really. Let me stop. My mom's going to be like, Pinche niña, ¿por qué estás diciendo eso? Yo, hit this road real quick. Ew, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, I have standards. Thank you. Um, So they didn't help me very much. But I do want to encourage people because... Sometimes we don't want to because we think we're like supernatural human beings. Take your fucking meds. Take some form of medicine if you're dying and you need help. If you have mental health issues and you don't want to take your medicine, please just do it. Please just consider it. It's, it's important and it's necessary for your health and for your existence. I, I encourage it. It doesn't have to be super drug prescribed whatever like it can be you know your homeopathic meds whatever works for you please just take care of yourself and your health because we can't do nothing i'm over here coughing and choking but it's because i haven't been talking very much because of this reason so now my throat's like working overtime and it's like bitch you tired stop so after this i ain't gonna be talking that much but take care of yourself take your meds it's a rough time everybody's suffering allergies also means we probably should take care of the damn planet because Allergies are also due to uh, growth in greenhouse gases, if I'm not incorrect. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill Nye. I know you're a listener. Thank you. So that is all for Self-Care Corner this week. Yay! I'm going to give the rest of the show away to Ralph because my throat hurts. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Well, I'll take it from here. Um, Pat, please don't be mad at me. I know Eva left and I have to carry the rest of the show, but will you help me out? Sure, why not? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, just making sure that oh, I don't, don't make do you mad. Don't do this again, guys. I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, brown business of the week. We, uh, we're giving a big shout out to Frutissimo. So if you mess with Oak Cliff Cultural Center, you know that we have a good group of people that um, help us throw events and do all kinds of really cool stuff, cater like make things happen but one of the families that helps us out a lot has um a business called frutissimo they do rusas raspas diablitos fresas con cremas all kinds of you know sweets and (laughs) candy and and licuados smoothies and really cool stuff they're over at 4023 west jefferson dallas texas 75211 so they are in oak cliff make sure you go check them out frutissimo spelled f-r-u-t-t-i-s-s-i-m-o tell them that decolores radio sent you make sure you say what up their family make sure you show them some love and uh yeah maybe we'll catch you there having a an elote or something something good yeah and now we will move on to the next segment how do you like that transition no, it's great. You sound a little, little is it a little forced? But it's okay. It's okay, good. I'm just well. <coughs> sorry, I got um, got an allergy, so I gotta. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so sorry, Eva. I'm ruining the show. So we're on to who you got. <laughs> the go go. The go go. Patricia's Don't take favorite me for granted, segment. Bitches. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm back. Wait, you're kidding? Hoping that we didn't miss you or that we did? 
I'm I'm saying like I'm hoping that the listeners missed me. They not, did like giving the who you got. So I didn't. Oh, I was. We did like how many DMs did we get? Fifteen. Yeah, it was a lot of DMs. It was like, okay, come on, she's coming back. She's not leaving us forever yet. She doesn't hate us that much. When was their DMs? Nobody hit up my DMs. Dang. <laughs> Slide in our DMs, you guys. Anywho. What is it like uh, Richard Thina says? Not Rafa's. Do not slide in his DMs. They're <laughs> full. <Just kidding. laughs> um, okay, so I want to give out a shout out to our friend. She is a DJ. And she's also got a podcast now that she's doing. Um, DJ Sizzle, our homegirl out in LA. I've been rocking with, obviously, like we saw her DJ a while back. But now they, she has a podcast that i really supportive and back 100 percent. they did it's called venimos uh triumfar you got it <laughs> I, I love being mexican y'all we can't it sounds talk. like you're saying it's yanni kind of, it's an it's there <laughs> oh my gosh you're the worst um, so they have the un. It's a non. They call it their undocu podcast because they're both undocumented. That's dope. Um, they had recently Ale. They interviewed. Ooh, they talked to her talked um, to post like everything <clears throat> that's happened and what she's going through. But they record at the Radio Espacio, and they do live episodes and they air them on SoundCloud. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know, check her, check out the podcast, check out DJ Sizzle if you're out in LA. She's always hustling, hustling around there, cumbiaton, a bunch of other stuff. Yay. I know. Hold on. You have one who you got? You've I been mean, gone? I mean, I could give another one, but. Please, please. You've been gone for so long. <laughs> you can't give us one more who you got? Um, I guess I could if you <clears throat> want me to. There's the, okay, so I've been making playlists. Shocker. <laughs> that's my bit but i have a i did a club darks playlist club darks yeah so if you is want to let me know is that a subgenre? it's my own subgenre of things <laughs> i want to listen to um and i came across this band called the binary cumbia orchestra okay. and it's okay. lit af they like mix a bunch of like merengue with cumbias with salsa and a bunch of old stuff it's really good. I've been rocking with it for the past couple weeks since I found it. But yeah, I think they're based in, I want to say Colombia. Mm. I'm not sure. Either way, check them out. Binary Columbia <coughs> Orchestra. Cool. My who, who you, who you got, got. My who Ra- you got. Rafael. Eva already hijacked it from me. Or she gave, gave him a shout out. She didn't hijack it. No, I just, I'm going to take the opportunity again to make sure that we show a lot of love to Dusty. He just dropped his album, Cumbia City, and like it, it got featured on like all these playlists, Apple Music, Spotify, like. I saw um, something about being at McDonald's or something. Yeah, he's shooting something with McDonald's and Remescla up in New York. So that boy's working. So um, go listen to it, download it, buy it, however you can support him. That man is doing a lot of work, and he's always, like, mad, humble, and gracious enough to let us keep using Cumbia Anthem, which is on the Cumbia City album. So make sure you go show him some love. El Dusty, Corpus Christi, Texas representing. Um, yes. I did not skip a single track in that album. None of yeah, and it's a good album. Bangers. Yeah, yeah, it's a good album, so... 
Um, and then, well, we're going to have to forego our hosts, who you got, because she's That's not fine. feeling... Um, Eva's <laughs> who you got is chicken nuggets. Little chicken nuggets. Little chicken nuggets. Mm. I'm just kidding. I'm sad. Why are you sad? Because I think about chickens and how I wish that they were murdered for my chicken nugget obsession. Um, I, my, <laughs> I'm such trash, you guys. Why? I've been listening to Frank Ocean again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't listened to Frank Ocean, please check out Channel if you haven't Orange. Li- I really was thinking about it. Like, I was like, dead ass. His shit is still, <clears throat> like, so good. Old, new, whatever. Yeah. That I, I'm... I'm also listening to El Dusty and other things. Like, mm-hmm. I also really like some of the shit Pat's uh, put us on, honestly. Yeah. So, I'm not even going to pretend that I'm listening to someone. I don't, I'd rather not fake my bullshit. Yeah. And, like, really tell y'all that I listen to <laughs> a lot of podcasts. And then I felt like listening to Frank Ocean again. So, support uh, our boy 88 Killa. That's going to be my who you got. Because mm-hmm. he's a real one. And all these Yeah, if you ever crazy. get a chance to see him live, um, I know we have a lot of out-of-town listeners, but if you're ever in the Fort Worth area or North Texas area, I know every now and again he'll play some some bigger festivals or big-name shows. If you ever get a chance to see 88 Killa, uh, his live shows are dope AF. Uh, he's one that I'll go out of my way to go see perform because he's dope and he keeps the crowd engaged and he's entertaining and you know he's an all-around good and talented dude. So Woo. co-sign that. Um, also, shout out to Sam Lau and Jeremy because they're expecting a baby. If you didn't get the hint during yeah, the interview, seriously, thank you for making us cry. Thank you for literally, I cried. I have images of myself that I took to show proof that I was crying, but yeah. it's so ugly that I can't show anybody. Well, Patricia, if you wouldn't mind getting those pictures so that we can publish them on our Instagram. Do you hate me? Yeah, I still have the pictures. No one has asked for them, but if someone asks for them, Uh, I will. Why can't I sleep at night? You can sleep. It's just that if. Sleep. Ooh, imagine if any one of those 190,000 likes on Twitter. 195K now? (laughs) Oh, snap. Sorry. It went down for a minute and then it went back up. It was really weird. Hello, good night. It's time to wrap up the show, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Rafi. That wraps it up for us here at Decolores Radio. We're so thankful you're riding with us for our second year of doing this thing. Make sure you support our homie, our good friend, 88killa, at 88killa. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a... Darn review. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with your family and friends or your tia who talks about everyone in the family. Do you have one of those, Rafa? um, Yes, I do. I'm not going to put her on blast. She doesn't listen, but still, I'd hate for word to get back to her. Which tia are we? Which tia are we? I'm not that tia. I'm not that tia either. Well. Definitely Susie's that tia. (laughs) Dang, Susie. Shout out to Susie. Shout out to Susie, our number one fan. I love you, girl. Yeah, so share it with everyone in your family. Let us know what your favorite part was. Tweet us. Hit us up. We love hearing from y'all. We could not go on without your support, so tell everyone you love to follow us at Decolotisco. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow Eva at Eva Arreguin, me at Exile, (laughs) on all social media, and Pat at... 
Pat.Ergin on Instagram. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by the one and only El Dusty. Our audio editor is Jason Ramirez. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Contact us on social media or email us at decoloriscollective at gmail.com. Thank you so much again for listening and join us again next time for De Colores Radio. De, De-, De- Colores Radio. Radio.